0: It's Thursday, June 16th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back to Goodwill Talk Daily, everyone. Thanks for being here today. And we are going to be looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3. We've been in this vice list, this sin list, for what seems like forever, but this is the last one. This is the last one. You have made it. It has been weeks of walking through what is, what is a particular sin that traps people and how do we walk in the other direction. And this is not about somebody who sins once in a while. This is not the like, oh, I messed up and I slandered somebody. Or, oh, I messed up and I was disobedient to my parents. No, this is about lifestyles. These are sinful ways of living all of life and it it is something that can often be hidden under a veneer of christianity you know often we put our best face forward when we come to church don't we we don't show up and and have our sins on display for the whole world no of course not that doesn't that 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 would be embarrassing to us it would be painful for us to do so but the opposite of that, one of the dangers of, of not having our sin on display, not that you ought to be walking around and just telling everybody and anyone who will listen to you what your sins are, but, but a an honesty about your struggles in life, uh, not having that, not being honest, can lead to a hypocrisy, a, a two-facedness, where you appear one way to the church and a completely different way to those around you to your family members, your friends, your co-workers, And so we're gonna look at that particular sin today and the way that it can manifest in our lives. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses one through five. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. We're at the beginning of verse 5 today having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. What is the power of godliness? What is the power of godliness in this context? It is quite simply the power to resist sin. Now, the power that that animates the Christian, the power that helps us, to follow after Jesus, the power that, that works in us to help us deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow after Jesus, that power has a name. And his name is Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power in, in the core of the Christian life. He empowers the believer to righteousness and, and empowers the believer to oppose sin and to withstand temptation that could either come from our flesh, from our world, or from the enemy himself. The Holy Spirit is the power of godliness. But it is easy... In our culture, particularly those of us who spend a lot of time in the church and know the kinds of things to say and the kinds of things to do, it is easy for us to have the appearance of godliness while denying the power of the Holy Spirit to help us actually pursue godliness. To pursue godliness is literally to pursue the things of God. To pursue the the fruit of the Spirit, of God's own character showing up in our lives. His patience revealing itself as our patience. His holiness revealing itself in our holiness. His love being demonstrated through our love. That is not the, the fruit of people who are working really, really hard to study their Bible and obey. That is the fruit of the Holy Spirit who, who makes Scripture come to come, come alive to us and helps us to obey what the, what the Holy Spirit is teaching us through those Scriptures. It's all about the Holy Spirit. He inspires the Word. He then works in our hearts to be able to receive the Word. And then He gives us the power to obey the Word. At every single point, we are dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit. Without that, If we think we can do it on our own, then what we tend to do is counterfeit our godliness by saying the right things, doing the right things, avoiding saying and doing the wrong things, and putting on a really good show for fellow Christians at church and in small group. But you know what's terrifying about that counterfeit is that... A counterfeit godliness, the appearance of godliness without the power of godliness leads to a deep corruption of the heart. The heart, the soul begins to shrivel up under the act of godliness because there's no power behind it. The power of godliness is the power of the Holy Spirit. And it requires the believer to be submitted to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And as we resist the power of the Holy Spirit, as we take a cheap imitation, an appearance of godliness, think about gold. Real gold is beautiful and it has a a particular sheen to it. Some would even say there's a particular bite to it. I don't know. I see this. People will bite a piece of gold to see if it's real or not. I don't even know what they're looking for, but that's what they do. At least I see it in the movies a lot. But there's also this thing called fool's gold out there. It looks like gold, but it's not. It's a cheap imitation that eventually will turn your skin green if you wear it for too long, right? We have a tendency in our sin to not want the more difficult Holy Spirit wrought holiness and godliness that is required of us as believers. We don't want that because it requires more repentance. It requires living in humility. It requires giving ourselves up to deny ourselves. It requires suffering by carrying our cross. It, re- it requires us not being first because we're followers of Jesus. It requires a complete submission of the soul, and that is hard. So instead, we chase after the appearance because it's easier. It's cheaper. It doesn't cost us as much. But in the end, it doesn't hold up under scrutiny. In the end, fool's gold is clearly fool's gold. And in the end, the appearance of godliness without the power behind that godliness is hypocrisy of the worst degree. You see, what's being described here is somebody who appears to be godly, but not only do they not have the power of godliness, it means they don't have the Holy Spirit, which means they're not believers. And this should, for the Christian, bring us to a place of prayer. Oh God, let's pray together now. Oh God, would we not settle for an appearance of godliness, but Holy Spirit, we submit to you, would you work a power of godliness in us, We don't want to just appear godly. We want to be godly because you have applied the righteousness of Christ to us. Holy Spirit, we need you. Form us. Help us to pursue righteousness. Give us the strength to withstand temptation without giving in to sin. We need your power, Holy Spirit. We don't have a power within ourselves to be godly. You are the power of godliness. You are God himself. So, Holy Spirit, God, work in us for godliness' sake, we pray. And help us not to settle for cheap imitations. Lord, also give us discernment. Help us not to be fooled by cheap imitations. But rather, would we be attracted to true godliness, not to cheap imitations, not to counterfeits. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, we are leaning on you. We submit to your work in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being with me. We will finish the week together tomorrow right here at Goodwill Talk Daily.